everybody, welcome. My name's Dr. Tessa and I'm from Toddler Kindy Jimbaroo. I'm the Research and Education Manager and today I'm going to spend some time talking about two-year-olds and the importance of being two. And I want to start by saying I love two-year-olds and unfortunately they get quite a lot of bad press. At Jimbaroo Kindiroo, we spend a lot of time with two-year-olds and uh, we also love them a lot. So I'm going to talk about them and then you'll get a chance to answer some questions um, a little bit later. I'll answer the questions a little bit later. If you just want to, if you've got something you want to know about a two-year-old, pop it in the live chat and um, I'll chat to them later. So what's happening when children are two is that they're beginning to integrate the two halves of their brain. And that means that their brains are starting to cooperate and that they will be, be able to work one side of the brain by itself without having to involve the other. And there's a patch when that's quite challenging for them, but it's really useful for when they get to school. They can carry things around, sometimes quite large things. I had a child following me around the other day carrying my doll. I've got quite a big doll that I use carrying my doll. And really the doll was nearly as big as she was, but she seemed to be able to manage it. And it's all about building strength and her balance and things. So it was, it was a good exercise for her. One thing about two-year-olds that's also important is that they can stop movement and start movement more when they choose to and they're also able to avoid obstacles better and this flows on into their emotional life as well as their physical life. So self-regulation is beginning to be evident but it can't be relied on and what I mean by that is that um, you might have a child who picks up something or goes to something and goes hot and you think oh that's good they know about hot but what happens is that when you're not there to remind them that this is hot or for them to help to help remember about it being hot then they completely forget so that's what I mean by they can't be relied on they can do a little bit of self-regulation but it's not that great when it comes to balance, these children love balancing on walking on low, log, uh, low walls or balancing on logs or sometimes they need a bit of help to do this, but um, they're, they're getting quite good at it and they need lots of opportunities to do that balancing. The other thing that's happening for two-year-olds, which is a change, is that many can hold a pencil or a crayon now because their fine motor coordination is advancing and becoming a little bit more mature. You might also find with some two-year-olds that you'll get some recognisable shapes that they draw. But in order to do that, they need to be able to visualise. So I'm going to talk a bit more as we go on about how to get them to visualise, but two-year-olds aren't that great at visualising yet. The other thing that's happening for some two-year-olds also is that they're starting to develop a preferred hand. Um, there's still quite a lot of confusion at this age for some children, but other children it's really clear which hand is going to be their preferred hand. And that's normal, some choosing and some not. Sometimes what they'll do is they'll use their right hand if the object they want is on the right side, or they'll use their left hand if it's on the left side. 
And if you give things to them, they'll just take it in whatever hands closest. So as a teacher, I've always encouraged people to put things down in front of them so that they can pick it up with the hand that they want to or pass it to their midline so that they get a chance to choose which um, hand to pass it to, uh, which hand to pick it up with. <coughs> Another thing that's um, important at this stage is vestibular stimulation. Now they love to jump. So the vestibular, just I'll refresh for anyone who doesn't know, the vestibular is housed in the inner ear and it um, is stimulated when you move your head. So these children like to jump, they like to hang upside down, they hang from the sofa, they swing from anything they can swing from because they like that vestibular stimulation. And that's going to be challenging for those of you who've got children in lockdown. In our, um, on Facebook, there's an article where I, that I wrote about um, turning your playground, uh, sorry, turning your house into a playground. And so many of you will be needing to do that at this stage, particularly with a two-year-old. Another thing that's <clears throat> really important is a language explosion. And so this happens about this time at two, when they um, suddenly they're getting a whole lot of language and they're not sure, uh, you, sometimes you can't understand it all, but it's absolutely huge. And But there's still this variance of when it happens. So make sure that you are not comparing your child's language with somebody else's. The other thing about this age group is that many of them have a lot to say, but you can't understand it that well. So um, just do the best you can and um, carry on, so to speak. The other thing that goes on at this time is that um, you need to read lots to them. They love books and books are really powerful because there's a requirement that there's some visualization that goes on as well. So you're helping them to draw as you're reading books because you're helping them to visualize. That's one of the drawbacks of screens is that everything's provided on the screen. They don't have to visualize nearly as much as they do if you're reading a book or if you're telling a story. Nursery rhymes are also perfect for this age. Um, they might, um, they'll have their ones that are their favorites. And so, you know, keep those going. And the other thing that's also noticeable at this age is that sometimes they will stutter. So it's very common. It's when their brain is going along faster than their mouth. And it's really important that you give them time and um, try not to say what you think they're saying. Just give them a little bit of space. The other thing that can cause stuttering is a big event. So my expectation is that with all these children in lockdown and very stressed parents, that there is going to be more stuttering than we would normally find. So moving house for some children can induce stuttering as well. So it's not, um, it's something that needs to be acknowledged and um, quite often you might want to talk to someone about it if it persists, but often it's just their brain going, they've got more things to say than they can get out in that short space of time. Now, one of the other things that I want to mention just briefly is about behavior and two-year-olds. Two-year-olds 
have reached this glorious age where they understand the power of no. Um, they use no a lot and sometimes they even say no when they mean yes. Um, and they'll say no if they haven't got an answer or they can't think of an answer quickly enough. So you get confused, they get confused, everybody gets confused. <clears throat> Just remember that it's normal, that two-year-olds like to say no and stamp their feet. They like, they'll throw tantrums, of course, that's very common for two-year-olds. And the main thing, which I talked about in the importance of being one, is to keep looking for the yes in what they're doing. So again, I refer to Louise Porter because she's perfect for this age child. She has a book called Parental Guidance Required, PGR, and you might want to have a look at that. She's got a good website and it's got useful ideas where it's about respecting children, particularly two-year-olds, and not expecting too much of them. They're still very self-centered, so the center of the universe begins and ends with them, and they're swinging between independence and being completely dependent as well. So it's kind of important to um, get some ideas. It's really good. I find Louise Hay really useful as far as um, these kind of things go. So yeah, have a go, um, have a look and see what she says. All right, so I'm now looking here at some questions and I've got one from Jackie Hamilton. So Jackie says, why do they always have to be prompted to say things and why do they say anything you ask? And why do they say anything you ask them? I'm an auntie, not a parent. Yes, they do have to be helped. I think sometimes what happens with two-year-olds two is that they're looking for more information from the adult. And so I'm wondering if you're talking about things like prompting them to say thank you or to say hello. Um, I would be inclined to just, um, as much as you can, to just ignore um, the situation and model whatever it is you're you're wanting. So if it's a hello or a goodbye, you might just want to say, oh, well, we're saying goodbye. So see you later. Bye. And so-and-so says goodbye too. And or something along those lines, rather than having a battle with them about um, making them say hello, uh, I think is an important thing. Uh, so yeah, they are contrary. And the most successful way is to just carry on if you can. So yeah, thanks Jackie. Now Bethany's got um, a question here about suddenly my child's become shy and she doesn't want to talk to people. What's happening? So um, definitely this is very common at this age when children, um, they have what's called a um, stranger awareness stage. And when they're in this phase, um, it's just important, and Louise Porter talks about this, and so does another woman, um, Janet um, Lansbury is her name, she talks about this a lot as well, that you pull them in close. What you're really wanting to do is push them away, and that's possibly not the right thing to do, because once they're really needing your support and your encouragement, um, sometimes this happens, it might have been caused by an event, so um, 
you might have, like I said, moving house is quite stressful for children. It might be that you've started preschool or maybe they've got a fright of some kind. And But it is really normal for children to go through this stage, uh, stranger awareness stage. Some do it very young. The textbook talks about children at 18 months doing this um, and at nine months where, you know, suddenly they're aware that their mum's there and their mum's not, or that it's not their mum and that's who they really want. Um, my own child did this when he was about, um, he was just up past his second birthday and fortunately I knew this business about bringing him in close so I just brought him in close, we didn't talk about being shy and it was finished over and gone with in a very short space of time. Now I'm sure that doesn't happen to all children but my advice to you is rather than push them away and try and push them to where you're wanting them to go is that you actually bring them in close and identify with what the issue is or what they're feeling and move on from there. So I hope that helps Bethany. It's, um, it's one of those tricky, yeah, it's a tricky uh, question. Okay, Kirsten, thank you. Stuttering's come into our world in this past few months and it's really worried us, but it makes complete sense. So I'm glad, um, Kristen, sorry, not Kirsten, Kristen, I'm glad that that um, has helped because it's about supporting the child. And if, like I said, you can get help if you need it um, later on if it doesn't go away. But usually if you calm the situation down and give the child some support, that works really well. Here's one from Lynn, and she's got a two-year-old who won't leave the, car, the park and needs to fight about doing it. Now, I'm sure people out there with two-year-olds, Lynn, are going to be smiling and going, yeah, we have a fight to get into the car and get out of the car and all sorts of things. And that's quite common with two-year-olds because they're learning that they can be in charge of themselves and that they can actually influence what's going on in their world. So having rules and routines can be helpful. So if you've got something that they know that's going to happen after they've gone to the park, that's um, very helpful. The um, business about trying to reason with them to leave the park nicely is probably not going to work because two-year-olds are not really that good at reasoning. They're not good enough at abstracting. They don't have enough language. Um, they don't have enough ability to work that out. So um, reasoning with them, yes, it's good to tell them that we need to leave, um, but reasoning with them is not going to work. So I guess it's about um, having something that they can move on to, that they know that they'll like. That's a good reason for them to want to go. But the other thing that I would um, talk to you about is sometimes when children are fighting a lot or tantruming a lot, there can quite often um, be issues with food additives. So um, there's a really good website, Sue Dengate, um, has some really interesting things to say about um, food additives and what it does to children. MSG, of course, is one of the really common ones, but there are other food additives that might be causing that child to be more um, oppositional than is necessary. I mean, remembering that two-year-olds are oppositional, that means they'll have a fight with you whenever you can, whenever one, you know, they've always got a fight ready <laughs> in the bag, so to speak. But um, 
Yeah, my advice to you is to, as I've said already about something else, is to identify. Yeah, I know you really want to stay at the park and it's such a good place to be and it's so much fun. One of the tricks I did use to use, and you can only do this with a two-year-old, other people will know they're being hoodwinked, but I used to say, you know, if we go home, then, then we can come back. Maybe we can come back tomorrow. So it's kind of sort of fairly loose reasoning that you can do with a two-year-old. So I hope that helps, Lynn, about your two-year-old not leaving the park. Um, David, um, you have got a question here. It's impulsive behaviour concern. What's the best way to handle jumping on the couch or doing things right? Yep. Okay, I see children, uh, ch some children I teach need to burn off this energy, but it drives their parents crazy that they can't stop this impulsive behavior. As I said at the beginning of this, David, um, children being able to stop themselves, certainly when they're one, it's virtually impossible. And when they're two, it's starting to become something that they can do. Self-regulation is but it's is beginning, but it's in its infancy. And I think it's about understanding that that's appropriate. I think quite often parents get quite frustrated when they feel that other parents are judging them and wanting um, thinking that their, their child's not doing the right thing and you know here's my child it's doing the right thing and they feel like they're being judged and so it makes them feel a little bit more insecure and they probably don't move through the behavior as quickly as they might so i'm going to suggest again that you identify with the child i i can see you really like jumping on the sofa let's see if we can find somewhere that's a good place to jump if jumping on the sofa is not something you want your child to do. So it's about moving them to be to somewhere that's appropriate, looking for the yes in what they're doing, and then making it so that it's acceptable for um, everybody concerned. Kristen, here we go. Our son is so pig-headed. Sometimes we try to give him two options. Yes, that's a really good strategy with two, um, a two-year-old, but he refuses and says no. Um, he knows. <laughs> yeah, I think, again, as long as you understand that all of this is very normal and it's about supporting them through their journey, then it's a good thing. Then, then yeah, it's good. So I came across a four-year-old um, the other day who had only just started to do their stamping of feet and tantruming and the mother was horrified and I said to her look actually this is a really good sign that your child is doing this but one of the issues about a four-year-old doing it is that he can abstract and his tantrums were wild and you know he the self-regulation issues were much harder to get under control so in actual fact it probably is easier to manage um, when they're two rather than when they're a bit older. Jackie's asked another question, just following on why they say anything you want them to say. Hello, Grandma. And then if you ask them to do it again, as my niece did with my nephew, yeah. That's just the contrary nature of a two-year-old and the learning that I can control my world a little bit. And if I say no, then no one can make me say something else. Or if I refuse to talk, it's hard for them to get me to talk. So it's all about them learning about their world. Um, I um, 
again, I wouldn't be concerned about it. I would just view it as the gloriousness of being Toog. Um, Candice has got a question here. My not quite two-year-old only speaks in single syllables, turtles turt. How do I encourage this? Um, well, for a start, Candice, I would like to say to you that um, I don't think he his language is slow. I think he's just doing it in his own time. So remember that. And that takes me straight back to when my son was this age and we had the ends of everything. So we had him standing, pointing at a cupboard, going sick, sick, sick. And that actually meant biscuit. Oh, sorry, skit. Skit, skit, skit. That meant biscuit. And sick, sick, sick meant music. So it's families learn about that. And the thing that I'll say to you is try really hard not to call those things the things they're trying. So we had to work really hard not to call them skits because we, you know, thought that was quite cute and it was quite funny. So every time he said skit, 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 I used to say, oh, so you'd like a biscuit. So I would model the appropriate language. And then very quickly he was saying biscuit. And it was my husband and I, that, you know, when he was six, we were still calling them skits, <laughs> not him. So that's what um, I would do. Make sure that his language uh, environment is nice and rich and make sure that you're giving him an opportunity to speak. Uh, sometimes we are very quick to add in the answer or add in, uh, say the words for them if they're a wee bit slow at, you know, letting us know what they want. So, but give them the little gap, just a little gap, but give them an opportunity to put something in there. Um, and you'll find that you two will be having a language explosion um, very shortly. It happens, um, uh, in, it happens with children all the time. Um, Jackie's asked if she can get in contact with me. Yes, Jackie, if you um, email me, tessa.grig at jimbaroo.com.au, I will um, organise a chance to, I can talk to you. Uh, that would be fine. And now let me just check and see if I've got all the questions. Yep, I think I have. So I hope that that's been helpful. For those of you who are here, I hope that you um, enjoy your two-year-old because it's a very special time and they move through it relatively quickly, although on a day-to-day -day basis, I know it doesn't always feel that it's going that fast. Um, but very quickly, you'll have somebody off at school and you'll be wondering what happened to those years when you could find a puddle and the child would just be fascinated by whatever's in the puddle and it's would spend ages and ages focusing on the puddle. Two-year-olds are just desperate to find out about their world and as long as we support them and encourage them and nurture them then we you find that there's fewer of these um, issues that go on. All right um, now I just see sorry I see missed some other ones. Candice Yes, yeah, okay, that's good. Just do the proper words um, and just enjoy it. And remember to write those cute things down because, um, you know, when they're 10, you can't remember all these really cute things that they used to say. Now, Nicole's got a question here. My 
two and a half year old can recognize over 20 words but still struggling to name colors correctly. This is an interesting one, Nicole. Um, when I was first began teaching, and you can tell by looking at me that it wasn't yesterday, it was a thousand years ago, um, I used to think with my five-year-olds that if they arrived at school knowing four colours and could recognise their name, I was in, I was made, I was really, really happy that these um, children were, you know, had this level of skill. So with a two-year-old, I absolutely would not be the slightest bit concerned about um, whether they can reliably recognise colours. It's something that develops. Uh, at Jimbaroo Candy Roo, we do a colours theme and so staff teachers dress up in the colour and there's lots of colour around in the room and, and the parents have a really big focus on colour uh, and they change each the colour that they're doing each week and so if you're not encountering you know, one of those, because we're not doing colours at the moment, then what I suggest you do is pick a colour and just blitz it for a week and everything, just look for every blue thing you can in the house um, and then another, you know, a week later change it and look for every, every red thing. So start with the primaries, red, blue um, are easy ones, yellows a little bit harder for them to get for some reason, but definitely um, blue is a good place to start. They will often pick up more reliably blue than other colours. So, um, yeah, but at this age, I absolutely would be not be the slightest bit concerned about a two-year-old not recognising their colours. Okay, um, Verna, thank you very much for your comment. That was nice. Jackie Hamilton. Oh, goodness, everyone thought my niece was colourblind as everything was blue. <laughs> yeah, well, if she was young, um, she definitely hasn't got a problem. It's just that that's the easiest one for her to recognise. So hopefully that's helpful. Uh, they, they get it um, eventually, but yeah, it's unlikely. I think the percentage of people who are colourblind is very small, and it's pretty hard to test uh, at this age. So yeah hopefully that's helped that child and that she's um, not being labeled as colorblind at this point um candace has written here i'm looking forward to the language explosion yeah somebody like me i sometimes say to parents because uh, often children won't talk to their teacher very much and i'll say to them so can you tell me you know how's the language going on at home and they go oh yeah you know we get words here and we get a couple of words they're starting to string a couple of words together and and that's very common that's normal for this age and i said oh well what you've got coming ahead of you is a language explosion and um, they sort of look at you and go really oh, what's that all about and then they come in one week and they go yep we're in the language explosion now and away they go so yeah i'm sure you will enjoy that when it arrives Um, okay, right, well I can see that we're pretty much, I usually keep these to about half an hour, so I hope that um, that's useful for you, as you will probably know already if you're part of Facebook, you'll, um, the easy ways to contact Jimbaroo Kindy Roo are through Facebook, and we have some, we have people who answer your questions. 
Um, also, we've got our online classes and I hope that um, they are useful for some people. Usually, certainly for this age group, it's mostly for the parent to get ideas. And I'll be talking, we'll be doing another one of these um, Facebook Live sessions in about three weeks time. And I'm tossing up whether I talk about infants or whether I talk about three-year-olds. So both are really interesting and important. Um, so yeah, that's what will be coming. I'm going in with mantra, terrific twos. Yes, Verna, that's exactly the way to look at these children. They are terrific. <laughs> and I, I feel sad that they get the other word used and I can't even bring myself to say it. So I'm with you. Um, that's fantastic. All right, so take care. Those of you in lockdown, take care. Be gentle with yourselves. Be gentle with your children. Be kind to one another because it's a challenging time. And for those of you who are not in lockdown, um, enjoy the freedoms you've got because um, well, I'm in New Zealand and I'm certainly extraordinarily grateful for the freedoms we've got at the moment. And I focus on those rather than the things we can't do. And take care of yourselves and we will... Um, Hopefully I'll see you again sometime soon. Bye.